And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and happy to be with you on this Thursday. Everything seems to be getting back to normal, and a lot of schools will go back tomorrow. Some were back today, and there'll be some ceremonies today, tomorrow. Yesterday, we celebrated a young uh, student athlete at a temple, Mikel Harrison Pilot with his father and that was kind of cool and we'll just uh, continue to celebrate all these uh, student athletes uh, who have signed with the various teams across the state and today it, at some point in the five o'clock hour about five twenty-five, Aaron there was someone that we have on from Dave Campbell's Texas football Mike Craven you remember Mike I think you've been in some Twitter fights with him Mike gave out grades across the uh, the Texas teams, and we'll see what he gave Baylor for his 2023 class, what he gave Texas Tech. I think you'll be interested to know. And then, Aaron, as we were coming on, I, I was uh, kind of preparing and looking over a few things. There was one thing that caught my eye. And, uh, you know, you just don't want – when you got all these – all these things happening with uh, weather and things being canceled. You just don't want to miss anything. Aaron, I know you're a man who's been checking everything along the way. I thought that was interesting that a couple of hours ago, Baylor 2024 quarterback target, Walker White, from, I believe he's from Little Rock Academy, and uh, he's going to be committing tomorrow at 2 o'clock Central Time. All right, so that decision will be made before we come on. Now, Aaron, what have we learned about commitments? I mean, I, I'm afraid we've learned the tough way. Just because somebody makes a commitment doesn't mean, or even if they do it in a very public way, you know, I don't think we should shut everything down and go, oh, my gosh, this is uh, – this is the end-all, be-all. But uh, this is an interesting player. Now, Aaron, the way, if I'm reading this correctly, the three it'll come down to for the big commitment for Walker White be Clemson, Auburn, and Baylor. Clemson, Auburn, and Baylor. And this will happen. Uh, and I was looking at his, uh, okay, Little Rock Christian Academy. It has him running a 4640. He's a four star, 2024 kid, uh, 6 3, 220 pounds. Um, and it says, Aaron, football life and a man of God. A man of God. I like that. I like that. So, um, big kid, got great range, runs pretty well. This will be interesting. So if you want to follow him, by the way, and want to learn more about this uh, player who's making a decision tomorrow, I think that'll kind of tell you where Baylor wants to go with things uh, as far as uh, in recruiting. And, you know, I can kind of start to share with you different players that they're interested in. In fact, uh, Kevin Longquist and I were talking about a particular player yesterday that Baylor's had a lot of interest in. 6'3", 
220-pound quarterback, four-star quarterback, Walker White. And um, that's going to happen tomorrow. Aaron, we'll, we'll kind of, before we come on the show tomorrow, we'll know, and I'm wondering kind of where Walker White you know what site he'll be using to do all of that, but we'll. Uh, it's a twenty-four-seven. Okay. He's going to actually right. do his announcement live on twenty-four-seven. Like just on the normal like Twitter handle. What's our best way of following that? Do you think? I would imagine just go to twenty-four-seven Sports on the Twitter handle, and there may be like a YouTube Live type deal that he does. But I am uh, I'm interested to see. Okay, and if he chooses another school, it's okay. Bears are right in the running for him, and those are three big-time schools. Just remember, Baylor just had um, a coach go to Auburn. Defense coordinator Ron Roberts is over at Auburn. And then, of course, Clemson. And, Aaron, one of the reasons Novosad, oh, I said I'd not use that name again, but if you'll recall, Novosad ends up at Oregon. Didn't Oregon lose its commit for 2023 to Clemson? Does it sound right to you? I think that's right. I think that's the way that thing uh, went down here. And I was looking to see Packers' um, Aaron Rodgers in the past hour. (coughs) There has been some breaking news, and Aaron Rodgers has said, and it was just a quote. I'm trying to see where. Oh, Aaron, this may have been during the the Pebble Beach pro am. I love this. I love how these things. You know, Aaron Rodgers is either going on. Um, who's the former punter, Aaron? That's so popular now, Pat, Pat McAfee. McAfee. <laughs> he goes on that show and breaks a lot of news. Now he here he is on the tee at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and apparently he threw something out. And, he, of course, these people are mic'd up, and, and they're looking, they're visiting with him. And, oh, that's funny. Right here, while he's teeing off, uh, they, they're talking to him from the booth, and you hear Aaron Rodgers say, I'm not going to San Fran because <laughs> there had been some thought. Could uh, could Aaron Rodgers possibly end up with uh, San Francisco? You know, they've got some quarterback issues moving ahead. And so, again, we don't know if that's a joke or if Aaron Rodgers is being truthful there, but he joked as he was standing over a shot. Now, Aaron, what I kind of want to see is where this shot lands. So Aaron makes some make that's so funny. Yeah, he said it right there on the uh, the broadcast. This can be watched the uh, both the Golf Channel and then on ESPN. You can see a lot of this Pebble Beach Pro Am. Okay, Aaron, I'm going to watch. He hits what looks like a beautiful shot to me. Oh, they they didn't stay with the shot. So he makes the announcement. Not going to Sid Fred. And what I love, Aaron, is this is like this is now. Big news everywhere. This is flying across the um, internet and all over Twitter. Aaron Rodgers, um, of what his adjustment is. A course at Pebble Beach that I got to play several years ago. Aaron, I don't want to make too much of this. What NFL quarterback, Aaron, would you guess that I played Pebble Beach with? 
circa 2004 or 2005. If you had to guess, what NFL quarterback did Mosley... Gus Ferrat. <laughs> a weird guess. I was just picking a random NFL yeah, quarterback from the last couple of decades. Very random. Yeah, I've never played golf with Gus Ferrat, but I like the guess. Aaron, that would have been Tony Romo. Oh, nice. Okay, when I was covering the Cowboys and had an off day, and it was when he was backing up Drew Bledsoe. And in fact, it was supposed to be Todd Archer from the Morning News, Mosley from the Morning News. Drew Bledsoe and Tony Romo in the foursome. That morning, Drew Bledsoe decides he doesn't want to play. I mean, I don't think it had anything to do with me, hopefully. Um, filling in for Drew Bledsoe was Matt McBriar, the uh, fa- the former Cowboys Paul, uh, Pro Bowl punter and a pretty fair golfer himself from Australia. And uh, Aaron, uh, I'll, I'll go a little further with the story. Um, we were supposed to be... Somebody was supposed to arrange it for us to play for free at Pebble Beach. We get to the tee off, and whoever was supposed to arrange it had not made that happen, uh, or there was some confusion. So Archer and I and and uh, Matt McBriar all say, you know, even though this is going to set us back, at that time to play the course was somewhere in the neighborhood of about 500 bucks, And... We, it's not like we made a lot of money as reporters. Obviously, they had minimum NFL salaries of somewhere in the neighborhood of five to $600,000, so they were doing fine. We were just going to go ahead and load up and pay the money because it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. We're just going to do it. Tony said, let me see the car keys. This is how tight he was at the time. He now makes $17 million a year to call games. Tony said, I'm going to go into town. I'm not playing. Tony Romo was not going to pay the $500 to play at Pebble Beach, even though, Aaron, he was making somewhere in the neighborhood of four hundred to $600,000 a year, even then, even on what would have been kind of his minimum-type rookie salary that he was making. And about 10 to 15 minutes before our tea time, Lance Barrow from CBS, we got word that he had made it happen and all was well. And we would be able to go play with, by the way, caddies. So you had these caddies, and uh, that even added more stress to me than playing in front of NFL players was the fact that I had a caddy looking at my swing and telling me what to do. So there you go, Aaron. There's a little Pebble Beach story for you. As I remember, the caddies spent most of their time, once they found out Tony was in the NFL, trying to hit him up for tickets to the Raiders game. The Caddies happened to be a big Raiders fan. The reason we were out there is because they played one weekend, they played San Francisco 49ers, and the next weekend they were going to play the Raiders. So Bill Parcells decided just to stay out there the week in uh, Northern California. And so we stayed and we did our thing. And then Aaron, the, the and our golfers will appreciate this, they have a no mulligan rule off the first tee box at uh, Pebble Beach. And on top of it, they announce your name, and they say, like, where you're from. And he said, from Dallas, Texas, um, <laughs> Matt Mosley on the tee. But they made a big deal out of, sorry, like other, unlike other courses, we don't allow mulligans here. And I hit off the first tee box the biggest worm burner 
I mean, do not get any air on the <laughs> on the uh, shot. And the guy, without missing a beat, the the first tee marshal slash announcer says, "Mr. Mosley, take another one." <laughs> you hit it so bad that they gave you a mulligan, even though they don't yeah, give mulligans. Yeah. yeah, they don't allow mulligans at, at at Pebble Beach, and they they gave me a they gave me a mulligan. It was like, sir, that shot's bad enough. Oh man. So anyway, and I remember Romo absolutely duffed one. It might have been his second shot. He killed it off the tee. His second shot, he barely even moves the ball, but then he got going, and I bet he shot a 74. I bet McBriar shot about an 87, and Archer and I shot somewhere in the 90s, even though at the time both of us were decent golfers, but that was a tough, tough course. Although, Aaron, the fame number eight, downhill par three into the ocean, uh, did birdie it. All right, so that was my that was my big moment during that round. <laughs> Got back just to save face just a little bit after that tough opening shot. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Big show planned for you today. Five o'clock, Jim Howler, former uh, Baylor men's coach and now does a lot of the TV work for ESPN Plus for the Baylor women. We'll get Jim's take on kind of what's going on with the Baylor women right now. Nice win last night. Kansas kind of made it interesting, Aaron. Got within two late, but uh, Bears were able to hold on, win by four. I believe that was 78-74. Aaron, did you see that, or maybe 77-73? Imagine finishing with 77 points, and then did you see what Baylor scored in the first quarter of that game? The number is eight. They had eight points. They were outscored 12-8 to in the first quarter, and they end up with 77 points. You do the math. They obviously had to score somewhere in the neighborhood of about 25 uh, a quarter in the next three quarters. So they were really bad to start, but played pretty good defense, hung in there, and then go and win the game. And now the Bears will uh, get ready for another game. And then, of course, we'll have... The Nikki Collins Show. We'll get that going next week at some point. I think Tuesday is a game day, so I don't know how we'll we'll make that work with Nikki. But we'll one way or the other, we'll get Nikki on, and we'll continue the weekly Nikki Collins appearance on the Matt Mosley Show. Now, next, Aaron, the triumphant return of one of our local TV stars. Matt Lively went in the tank. I had a bad injury, had to have surgery, but he's back on the job, and he makes his return to the Matt Mosley Show next. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Saturday in the Farrell Center hosting Texas Tech. 11.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. High noon tip-off Saturday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step, there was no back pain. I took another step, no knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how arch supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. You could get her chocolates, you could get her flowers, or you could get her jewelry. At D'Amore Fine Jewelers, you can get her all three. February 1st through February 14th, receive free designer chocolates and free red roses with all fine jewelry purchases, $99 or more. Free roses and free chocolates for your Valentine only at D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. The holidays just ended, but guess what? Valentine's Day is fast upon us. Morrison's Gifts has the gifts you need to make this Valentine's the best ever. At Morrison's, you'll find the best gifts, John Hart and Consuela bags, totes and accessories, bath and body lotions and soaps, candles, inspirational gifts, and many other gifts that say I love you. As always, free gift wrapping, local delivery, and shipping anywhere. Morrison's Gifts, next to Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, a Baylor alumni-owned business. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor women get the win in the Farrell Center over Kansas last night, 77-73. The Baylor women will be at Iowa State on Saturday. Dallas Mavericks back on the floor tonight at the AAC, hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. Tip is at 7.30. UMHB men's and women's basketball in action tonight at Sol Ross. Women tip at 5.30, men tip at 7.30. According to head coach Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be back at the 49ers next season. Jerry Jones says Cowboys and 49ers are the same. When you look back and say, well, San Francisco and Cowboys haven't been to a Super Bowl in 25 years. 
okay? They haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. Mm-hmm. I understand that. San Francisco in the same boat. Bayer Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's with J-Mo, starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, yeah. I don't want to interrupt the Beastie Boys. It's a Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas. Another famous Matt in the area <laughs> insinuating that I'm famous. Matt Lively joining us now. And, uh, Matt, our folks have continued to text in on the CNC Collision text line. Where's Lively yeah, been? Where, where has he been? Why has he not been on? Did you guys have a falling out? And I said nothing could be further from the truth. But you did have some, even though you are a young man, spry, uh, known to be a fairly athletic youngster, uh, you ran into some troubles with your shoulder and had to undergo surgery. And I feel like there's been a couple of these things that have occurred. But uh, you are back on the job, and I just want to welcome you back uh, on behalf of all your viewers and, and listeners, uh, everybody's happy to have Lively back on the air over there at Channel 6. Thank you, Mosley. Uh, from what I understand, we were the Kardashians of the Waco media sports market. Everyone wanted to know what the drama was between us, if we cheated on each other, what the deal was. But I, I put those rumors to bed right now. Couldn't be further from the truth, as you said. I was recovering from shoulder surgery, six weeks on the IR. I shattered my shoulder. I had my third shoulder surgery in my lifetime at age 25. So (laughs) I am back now on the beat, though. And I'll tell you what, I was getting pretty depressed in this recovery process, and doctors said there's one medication, and it's for you to get back on the Matt Mosley show. So here I am listening to those doctor's orders. I don't want to go down the wrong hole, so – I'm back, spirits brighter than ever. Happy to be here. Some of the best medicine, and you're talking to someone who's undergone major surgery and had to have a C1 and C2 fused and have uh, lived to talk to talk about it and uh, uh, play tennis almost on a daily basis, although this weather has made that a struggle. What is your, uh, uh, Matt, what is the, what's the prognosis on your golf game, though? You're, you can return to work. Have you started to at least chip a little bit, and when can you make a full swing? I can't get my arm over my belly button right now. I can't I can't chip until March. I can't play a full round until maybe May or June. But I will say, when I do get to that point, I would love to go to Pebble Beach with you, and hopefully they will allow me the same mulligan rule that they allowed you, <laughs> because I will need it. After six months off of golf, I'm going to need as many strokes and extra swings I can get. I thought you would appreciate that story. Chris Williams got so frustrated by not being able to play golf with you that he left us and went to <laughs> what I would call a smaller market, kind of a I – I, I think Oklahoma City, I would call that an inferior market to, uh, to the great uh, – because Waco encompasses so much. Temple, Belton, into North Austin. I mean, we could claim College Station. You know, there's just so much around here. But uh, good for him. He's a Sooner. He likes that. And so he'll have a nice time. Now, Matt, 
Um, have you were you able to kind of peek around and look at any of this signing day? I thought that was interesting yesterday. Boy, Temple um, had the great Mikel Harrison pilot signed with the University of Houston. I had Coach Pilot, his father, on yesterday. People were excited about that. Um, any any uh, any of these uh, these kind of last minute signings? whether it be the Big 12 or other places across the state, anything grab your attention yesterday? And are we starting to see some of these ceremonies actually happen? I mean, local TV loves a good ceremony, but some of these have pushed back till tomorrow. Robinson's going to do theirs Monday. One of, I can't remember which one it was. One of them was going to go all the way to the 8th. That might have been, we're I can't all, remember if that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know. we really are midway. Uh, midway went today, and I will say there's a couple of great signees in softball. You've got Tristan Thompson; she's going to Indiana University. In football, a couple of their guys are going off. Most notably, Garrett Morphis. He has a preferred walk-on to go to Texas Tech to play for Joey McGuire, uh, who is a friend of your show. And certainly, there's there's some great talent in Central Texas. Connolly, my goodness, are they stacked or what? And we've got Jelani McDonald to the dismay of Curtis Quillen flipping his commitment from Oklahoma State to Texas. So he's going to get to play in the SEC by the time that he walks out of there. But National Signing Day couldn't have happened at a worse time. The winter weather really put these kids on hold, and they had to basically push these things back. So I feel bad for some of these athletes, but they'll be celebrated one way or another. And I know that because – Working in local television, we go to every single one of these things, and so I guarantee a camera will be at whatever school is making up a national signing day in the very near future. But certainly some great talent, and as you as you mentioned, Temple, such a stacked roster with uh, Harrison Pilot going to Houston. That's going to be exciting, and he'll play with Rayshon Stan- Sanford from Parker Heights. So that's going to be a Ooh. fun combination between the two of them. Wow. You know, Baylor was Harrison Pilot's first offer. In talking to the dad, he brought that up. And Coach Aranda, back in the day, recruited the father, Chris Pilot, wow. if you can believe that. Uh, and from Lufkin, Texas, uh, he was one of the main recruiters at the University of Houston. So I don't know why the Bears, because uh, that's a great, great player. But, hey, things happen. And his dad played at U of H. You can understand the legacy thing on that. Keep your eye, by the way. I always love to... Uh, provide you with any information I can. This Walker Please. White um, signing will happen at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, Aaron has confirmed that's going to be on 24-7 Sports, whatever platform they have. Maybe that'll be like on their Twitter handle or somewhere. And <clears throat> that's going to be at 2 o'clock tomorrow. And he'll be committing the 2024 quarterback between Clemson, Auburn, and Baylor. <clears throat> and he oh. is... 6-3 and got all the measurables, some of the same things people used to say about the two of us, all the measurables, the great height, everything involved. Um, the, range the weight in between our joints. Yeah, weight was more of an issue with me than it was with you. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. So I, I would hope Channel 6, Curtis, boy, I bet Curtis is kind of steamed about that. Although somebody, oh, Curtis will be happy. Jalen, uh, what was Jalen's name? Jalen Peoples? Anyway, Jalen from uh, from Alito changed his mind from Air Force to Oklahoma State, and he is one of the great under-the-radar players in the state of Texas. 
was the number one target for Hoss Haney at Alito when they won that Class 5A state title. And he is a great player. And he, at the last minute, decided he was going to go to Stillwater. So I wanted to do that for Chillin' with Quillin. I thought I thought Chillin' would appreciate that. Well, thank goodness. Curtis needs that after everybody jumping off the Oklahoma State ship. I, I do want to talk about Walker White for a second. Here's my question okay. to you. So this kid, four-star QB, and he puts out his top three on a graphic, and it's three photos or illustrations of him, three different jerseys. But the Auburn jersey is in the middle, and the Baylor and the Clemson jerseys are off to the side. Is that him hinting? Does the graphic artist have a nod from him where he says, hey, make sure you put this one in the middle. This is where I'm leaning. Or do you think it's just all a smoke screen? I just don't know how to view these graphics anymore. All these kids are getting really artistic and illustrative on Twitter. So what do you think? Is he an Auburn commit because it's in the middle? Or am I just looking into this too much? Well, I think you are overthinking it, and he could do he could do the thing that people kind of like to do, and I don't think it's that funny, but the kids love to do it. He could reach for the Auburn cap, and yep. then and then kind of kind of act like he's going to put it on, and then put the Baylor ball cap on. Uh, mm. So I got to say, I, I've got mixed emotions on this. I mean, a young man, I think he's a good player. Obviously, he's coveted by some big time schools. I don't want to reveal too much, but I've got my eye on another 2024 quarterback for the Bears. And I don't know Whoa. if it's going to work out or not, but, I again, I don't want to root against the young man, but I, I just wanted to be honest about that. There's somebody else that I've kind of been uh, – I've, I've, I've been – and it may – Alito, keep that name in mind. Now, Matt Lively from Channel 6 joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, uh, braving through this return from surgery – and the man has uh, had more surgeries, my gosh, than than a than a pitcher, than an MLB pitcher. They just keep going in there and trying to fix this. Let's hope they got this right uh, on this last one. Now, I, I saw you kind of monitoring the Baylor Kansas game last night. Uh, Kansas made it close, and they got to within two with like a minute or two left, and I got got me a little worried. But the Bears were able to separate. Wasn't that an interesting game? Down twelve to eight after the first quarter, and the Bears rally and obviously get it going. This is—I don't know—I mean, this to me feels like kind of a boomer bust team. I think they're capable of beating anybody in the Big Twelve, but other than TCU, they're also capable of losing to anybody. Um, what kind of needs to happen, Matt, from from your time of watching this team? And, and watching these two freshmen grow up before our very eyes, Little Page Bugs, the uh, uh, and of course Bella Fontleroy, these young players. What needs to happen for this team to make some noise in March? Well, first and foremost, they need to get Asia Blackwell back. Uh, Nikki Collin has alluded to the fact that she thought she was going to have an All SEC type player on this team. And it hasn't happened since the second or third week of the season when she went down with that injury. And we've seen her slowly kind of make a comeback. But last night she didn't have any minutes. And that game last night was really, really ugly in the first quarter. As you mentioned, just eight points from Baylor. And then at the end there, I I actually sent Curtis the highlights wrapped up and good to go. 
when it was like a six point lead. And I said, unless something crazy happens, let's run with these. And guess what? Something crazy happened. And that game went to the very end there. Uh, and 77, 73, that's a final score that doesn't even show the full photo. Uh, that was a two point game late there. So yeah, I just think they need Asia Blackwell back as I mean, little page bugs and Bella Fauntleroy have been as good as any two freshmen in the big 12. That's why they almost win the big 12 freshman of the week award week after week. But when you go into March madness and you know this better than anyone, March Madness is about experience and about players who are there for that moment. And they just haven't had that moment yet. So I don't want to say they can't do it, but you certainly don't want to have to put all the assurance of this team on those two players. I will say Sarah Andrews has been the star of this team. I mean, she's fifth in the scoring in the big 12. She has stepped up in a big way, but they're going to need everyone's contributions and they're going to need Asia Blackwell back to make a serious run. Yeah, and Jay Nowens, who's become a serious scorer, I mean, they've got to have consistency from her. I mean, you know, she's capable, obviously, of 16 to 17 points per game, but then she had a stretch where she didn't score for two or three games. I mean, you can't, you just can't have that. I mean, you know what? She's established that she's a really, really good scorer. Now, she can impact the game in other areas, but we'll see how that unfolds. What about the men? Uh, I, I. I like this team. I can't say that I have a great feel for this team because there's a couple things they don't do that other teams have done. They they struggle sometimes uh, mightily in transition defense. They give up too many easy buckets. I mean, I, I, we can't just sit here and compare every team to the national title team, but that is the standard. That is what Baylor hopes to achieve every season. And and the one-on-one defense is is – to the point now where they've had to go back to some zone, which Scott used to be fine with. And I think it's worked some, but, man, that's <clears throat> that was rough the other night. To watch them the other go, um, to go completely cold. I mean, this is a great, this is an elite shooting team. They got great three-point shooters. They go completely cold in the second half. They're taking bad shots. They're getting out-rebounded. They're getting out-shot, and still... They get it within one late in the game. I was asking myself, how in the world did they do that, given how poorly they played? I had the great fortune of walking on the treadmill today. It's about all I can do in my current state. And as I looked up at the screen, the Longhorn Network was replaying Texas Baylor. And so I really got to watch it all again, play after play. And it was just sloppy. One, you point out the defense. That's the major concern. They're ninth in the Big 12 right now in average points allowed per game, which is uncharacteristic of a Scott Drew team and something that's going to kill them in the Big 12 tournament if they don't figure that out quickly. I think the, the size disadvantage that they have down low when you, when you have to sub out Flo Thamba because he's got too many fouls is killer. They've got a lot of guards, but that doesn't help when you're playing a team that has height on you. Um, and then we saw down the end, I mean, one layups were a, a huge issue against Texas for, for whatever reason, it seemed like Baylor gave away 10, 12 points by just not finishing to the basket. And then as we kind of mentioned with the women, youth came into play in that final minute, final 30 seconds where they could have held for the last shot. And Keontae George was just coming off a beautiful bucket and who knows what was going through his head. And he's a young kid but with like 16.9 seconds to throw up a three from the distance he did, it just wasn't great. But I'm happy it's happening now. 
I think that's how we have to look at this Baylor team. There's certainly some things to work out, and you're in that part of the season now where you've got the toughest stretch of schedule you're going to have leading into the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. This is when you want the mistakes to happen. That was a great learning moment for Keontae George. Don't shoot it there. Hold it. Look for a better look. Let some time come off the clock because that killed them. Uh, They had a real chance to get back and maybe win that game on Monday night, and that shot took them right out. So I guess the positive is that it's happening now and not three, four weeks from now, and maybe they'll learn from what's going on. Well, I – I have a hard time telling him not to shoot because he is so clutch and he's so good. But you're right. Scott even said he should have called timeout, maybe gotten a better shot there. I hope Curtis has recovered. I, I, I think I saw perhaps uh, maybe he texted me about this, but his ears were still ringing from the <laughs> volume at that uh, at the Moody Center. And, and, and honestly, it impacted the ESPN broadcast to the point where I think a lot of us were wondering if something was wrong with our TVs. But the truth of the matter is Chris Budden, the, the, uh, the ace sideline reporter for big for, uh, for ESPN could not be heard. And even when we, they were throw it to her for a report, it was just a quiet garbled type message it, to which by the way, she responded. I, I alerted ESPN. I said, does ESPN know we can't hear this? And she responded and said it was a bad combination of the music being too loud and and, uh, something with the mixing, the sound mixing there at the arena. Now, you as a TV guy would understand that better than I would. I don't know what the mixer has to do with anything. But, I mean, if you're going to send ESPN's, like, number one crew out there to do a game, you ought to be able to hear the sideline announcer. All right. For what it's worth, I I just stand in front of the camera. Uh, I, the mixing is more of a radio thing, if anything. I think you would have that one unlocked. It was bad, though. I mean, the broadcast was bad. Curtis complained about it uh, the next day to me. I will say, we used to make fun of Chris Williams. He used to put in earbuds, the little orange ones that you would have if you were a construction worker, when we would stand in front of the band at Baylor football games. And I said, you're 27. You're just too young for this. I, I want to apologize to Chris Williams. I will be wearing earbuds moving forward at all Baylor athletic games, whether it's on the road or at home, even, even the Farrell center, there are times when we just don't need the PA or the music that loud. Yeah. Uh, in Texas, certainly what a, what a <clears throat> tough place to play though. Props to them. Even if they're going to rupture the eardrums of every fan in the building, they've made the Moody center a very tough place to play. And Scott even said, that's what he sort of hopes the foster pavilion will be like once they get that thing open. So there's maybe not going to be a ton of more games between Baylor and Texas down there in Austin, but for the few that are left, it's going to be a tough place to win. I don't know how good that coach is, but I like his glasses. Very intellectual, <laughs> those those real round. And my, my prescription is so strong that sometimes I can't get that perfectly round thing that he has going. But, I mean, that's a really good look that he's throwing down from, a, from an eyepiece's standpoint. I think I'd look like a serial killer. I have too round of a face. So if you add the glasses on top of that, I start to look a bit creepy. I do know that he's left two head coaches. He was the head coach at Fresno State, I believe. And then he left to go to UTEP. And then he was the head coach at UTEP. And he wasn't fired. He just left to come to Texas. So yeah. I don't know if that says something about his character. Uh, but his glasses did look good. Yeah. And by the way, the other guy that's an assistant, Ogden, left 
UTA as the head coach to come coach at Texas for Chris Beard. So two guys left head coaching jobs, and now Chris Beard is nowhere to be found. Uh, Matt, it's great. I just wanted to uh, – I was ready. I tried to leave you alone during your rehab, and, and that you sound good. You sound lucid. Not too many pain meds or anything like that. So good to, good to catch up with you. I appreciate you doing this. I'm sorry for all those painkiller late-night calls. I, I'm glad you just stopped you stopped answering them after a while. So I'm glad we can put that all behind us. Yeah, trying to explain that to my wife, why those things were happening at about 2 a.m. Uh, but uh, anyway, there he goes, Matt Lively, Channel 6, one of the uh, top young reporters in the state of Texas as he uh, continues to uh, do his thing. And uh, now he's overcome this shoulder surgery and is back back at it with Curtis Quillen being the sports director over there. Nicole Sheeran also doing excellent work. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. It's time for Campus Confidential. That is next. Recently on Game Time. From the CNC Collision Center text line, Trumpy says if Tom was a wrestler, not wrestler, wrestler, uh, instead of Nacho Libre, would he be Nacho Grande? <laughs> <laughs> Just might. What's happening this morning? First, I want to have a snow day where we're snowed in and then go straight into summer. You're not going to have a snow day. Yes, we are. Ryan thinks we are. February. Ryan is calling February. It's happening. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do, take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info and help save a life with Carter Blood Care. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialist today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. 
The President's Day sales event is happening now at Allen Samuels in Waco. Shop the great selection of new cars, trucks, and SUVs and get amazing deals on new Ram trucks, Jeep SUVs, Chrysler sedans, and minivans, or a sporty Dodge. Get more for less, guaranteed, more value, more selection, more service, and more trade-in allowance. And of course, if we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can help you build the custom car, truck, SUV, or van of your dreams and order it today. It's the President's Day sales event happening right now at Allen Samuels in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor women get the win in the Farrell Center over Kansas last night, 77-73. The Baylor women will be at Iowa State on Saturday. Dallas Mavericks back on the floor tonight at the AAC, hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. Tip is at 7.30. UMHB men's and women's basketball in action tonight at Sol Ross. Women tip at 5.30, men tip at 7.30. According to head coach Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be back at the 49ers next season. Jerry Jones says Cowboys in 49 49ers are the same. When you look back and say, well, San Francisco and Cowboys haven't been to a Super Bowl in 25 years. Okay? And haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. Mm-hmm. I understand that. San Francisco is the same boat. Bayer Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's with J Mo, starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and it is time for Campus Confidential. We look around uh, college football and uh, college athletics in general and react to it. Aaron Sexton, what do you have on the agenda today? Former... University of Texas head football coach and current North Carolina head coach Mac Brown has agreed to a one-year contract extension. That'll keep him with the Tar Heels through the 2027 season. The school announced today the financial terms remain the same from the extension he received a year ago, which included a new salary of $5 million per season. Brown led North Carolina to an appearance in the ACC championship game last year. He's 30-22 and 22 in four years since returning to the Tar Heels. Boy, that is Saint. Saint. What'd you say since returning to the uh, Tar Heels? What is his record? Thirty and twenty-two in four seasons. Like, what do you think that is? What do you think North Carolina people think about that record? You think they're just kind of? I mean, they've obviously they had a quarterback that was highly regarded. They have another quarterback that's been highly regarded. I mean, at times they've been pretty good. I would have to say given the fact that UNC's always been a basketball school. I mean, don't you think most UNC fans are fairly pleased with that? I would think so. I, I think that they want the program to keep moving forward, but you can't be too disappointed if you're a North Carolina football fan with him getting you to the ACC championship game and having a winning record over four years with the lack of success that they've had. All right. Well, that's... Uh... I think you're right. I mean, e- even uh, even the guy that Baylor hired, you know, Larry, uh, a few years, a, a couple of years ago as an offensive coordinator. I mean, he had some good seasons there where they won ten or eleven games, and a Fedora. I'm talking about, uh, but um, yeah, I think thirty to twenty two probably is uh, pretty favorable. How old is Mac? Now seventy. 
Max got to be 72 years old. Does that sound about right? 72 or 73? That's, it's interesting. 1951, so that's 40. Yeah, yeah, my dad's 75. 72, so he's 72. 72. That's okay. really interesting that uh, Mac, you know, I just think once he was done at Texas, they thought he would, uh, I mean, this is so unlike the way it used to be. I mean, Daryl Royal was finished, even with that great run that he had, 52 years old, and he was done. That was it at the University of Texas. And Mac has coached for another 20 years after when, you know, uh, Coach Royal would have retired. Coach Royal stepped away from the game. Aaron would have been 1976, I believe it was, he retired. And why do you think Coach Royal decided to step down when he'd had that incredible run of national titles and wins at University of Texas? Well, let me tell you, uh, a certain SW school, uh, SWC school had been added. It's the same one that's joining the Big 12 next season. They're, it's the University of Houston. And <laughs> I think he saw his future, and lo and behold, the first year that Houston joined the, the, uh, the SWC, I think they beat Texas in three of the first four seasons. And the first matchup they had with Texas was like a, a, a outright shellacking. I mean, it was like 40 to 16 or something. And uh, I think, that, I think uh, Coach Royal thought, eh, I think I'll maybe uh, see what my post-coaching career might look like. Alabama is still looking for an offensive coordinator. The newest name to pop up, Notre Dame offensive coordinator Tommy Reese. He's emerged as the top candidate to fill the vacant OC job, according to ESPN's Chris Lowe. Reese reportedly has spoken with Crimson Tide coach Nick Saban and will be on campus in Tuscaloosa today as Alabama looks to replace Bill O'Brien, who left to take the offensive coordinator job with the Patriots. Is yeah. it just me or none of these names that they've mentioned, all of whom except for Reese, have turned them down so far, just not super impressive? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Well, Reese kind of has the name, and and he's been a hot name in coaching circles at some time, and, and so I, I do think he brings something to the table. I, I just think we're used to it being an older, more experienced coach than someone like Reese, who's probably only, Aaron, you may have it in front of you. I bet Reese is maybe in his early 30s now early to, to mid-30s, and, you know, with O'Brien, Dayball, Lane Kiffin. I mean, they've at least been... He is exactly 30 years old, yeah. So Okay. Yeah, they've all been in at least in their mid-40s to even 50, and Sark is probably late 40s, early 50s or whatever, and he was there. I'm trying to think who else they've had. Sark did a, a little bit of time, I think, with the Falcons, and then, of course, he was back with... Uh, Saban after that so uh, it, it, it's interesting because it does it does seem like Saban's normally more comfortable with a more seasoned offensive coordinator and the guy who turned him down and Rees are are relatively young people so I I don't know if that speaks to 
a lack of candidates or or maybe this is Saban deciding he wants to do it a little differently. I mean, I think he's probably kind of sick of losing people all the time. I mean, I'm sure he's glad to see these guys get jobs, but by the way, when they get jobs, <laughs> they grab a bunch of his coaches and take them. So, I mean, that's that is a system and it's a machine that Saban runs, and it's an unbelievable machine. But I, I, I would imagine at some point he gets tired of these people always taking a bunch of his assistants with them. Yeah, as great as he has that program, it, it's got to be frustrating and kind of hard to be replacing your offensive coordinator pretty much every other year, which it seems like they're having to do. And I like that story. I like that, um, you know, that we're – Somebody went in there looking for a deal, like meet my demands. I forget exactly what it was, <laughs> looking so, for an NIL deal. So I know, but he, hey, he did. He he sent him right down the river. Yes, Let's I'm give sure him he that. did. Let's <laughs> give him that. I mean, I'm not saying they don't do NIL there, but uh, old Nick, he sent those folks packing. Said, ah, oh, y'all go, y'all go take that deal elsewhere. I. Kind of admire that in the world of NIL these days. Surprised he didn't injure his shoulder patting himself on the back. <laughs> After two days of senior bowl practices in Mobile, Alabama, Cowboys under Jerry Jones told reporters what quarterback stood out to him. It's TCU's Max Duggan. He said, quote, he just looked comfortable, he looked confident, and he was really throwing the ball around. He was certainly the most impressive quarterback in my mind, Jones told uh, Yahoo Sports, Jory Epstein. All right. I mean, I yeah, great. Duggan, <laughs> get him in here. That'll be that'll be wonderful. I mean, I'm a Duggan fan, but obviously Jerry's going to like the local TCU angle. And so, I mean, I you know when I when I want my quarterback analysis, I don't all, often start with. Um, with Jerry Jones, but interesting to hear that and interesting to hear Jerry say, uh, among many things, that he regrets not taking a quarterback every year and he wants to start doing that. Aaron, I mean, if you really wanted to do it, you just do it. You don't talk about it all the time. <laughs> this is something I wanted to do. I mean, just do it. Just go draft a quarterback every year. You think the Packers didn't used to do that all the time under Ron Wolf for many, many years? Seattle did it, and it's one of the reasons they were able to, you know, either trade quarterbacks uh, that you know and, and and get picks, or have somebody like Hasselbeck ready to go. Hasselbeck was originally with the Packers, wasn't he? I mean, didn't Ron Wolf take? I think that's right. Hasselbeck, yeah. and then yep. they and then Seattle trades for him, and obviously ends up being a really good quarterback for the Seahawks. So again, I get tired of. I mean, just do it. Don't talk about how much you love the concept. Actually go out and do it. And until they start doing it, nobody cares. Texas A&M football got some good news today. Wide receiver Aeneas Smith says he will return to Texas A&M for his fifth season. He missed the majority of 2022 after suffering a leg fracture during the Arkansas game. Up until that point, he had been the Aggies' leading receiver on the season. He has 127 career receptions for a little over 1,600 yards and 17 touchdowns. He's also carried the ball 67 times for 384 rushing yards and four more touchdowns. He's eligible to return to Texas A&M next year because of the extra year of eligibility granted due to the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Yeah, that's big news. I'm glad you had this. Um, the Aggies are are really happy about this, as they should be. And I've been seeing who's coming back. I thought most everybody transferred out of there. Of course, their whole 2022 class, I mean, a huge chunk of it, left. But they still have enough receivers, you know, including this guy. The only, Aaron, the only guy they're really losing that was a really nice um, running back slash receiver for them is that, how'd you say his name? A-Chain, you know, uh, A-C-H-A-N-E. That that guy's gone. I think he's going to the NFL. But between Houston, Moose, Musan, uh, oh, you know, Muhammad's son, Moose Muhammad's son, and, and this guy coming back, uh, they, tight ends, receivers, they're pretty stacked in that room. So Petrino shows up and really has a nice group to pick from in that area. That is great news for the fight in Texas Aggies today. And All right, it is the uh, – oh, go ahead, Eric. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and he'll be a true freshman, but they do have uh, the top running back in the country coming in next year in Ruben Owens from El Campo. Rube. Rube's headed that way, and that is a nice pickup for them. And uh, although A&M, Aaron, only ranked – uh, by some, is like the 14th best class in the country, uh, in uh, or the 15th in 2023. They were number one in 2022. University of Texas, number three, I believe, in the country, at least on some of the stuff I was reading today. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Coach Howler joins us next. Recently on the John Moore Show. You know, it looks so great, solid white, the crowd, and they were just super loud. And Coach Drew talked about it in the post game, but it was an amazing crowd. And if you were there cheering on the Bears, you should you should be proud because that's what it's supposed to be like. Absolutely. And crowd gets an assist for that win last night. It was great. The student turnout was just terrific. Uh, really one of the best ever. John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Price Care for local hospital patients who need blood transfusions. ESPN Central Texas. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info. And help save a life with Carter Blood Care. 
Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership, or your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Attention Central Texas barbecue lovers, we have great news for you. Elberg Barbecue is now open seven days a week. Their handcrafted meats, sandwiches, sides, and desserts are now available from 11 till 3 Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, till 7 Wednesday and Thursday, until 8 Friday and Saturday. And don't forget, Hellberg Barbecue can cater your next event. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6 in Waco at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Ortho. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Helberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And there he was last night, Coach Howler, Jim Howler. He's joining us now and uh, doing the game on a night where people were kind of worried about the weather. But it was nice to be in a warm home. In fact, uh, Coach Howler, I went over to neighbor Ted's house last night, and we got to we got to watch the game and listen to you and John. And I mean, it's a uh, always a pleasure to uh, to to listen to y'all do a game together uh, because boy, y'all have known each other for many many years. So I just wanted to start out by saying how much I I enjoy listening to you do those games. Matt, and let me say it's always good to be on here with you and Aaron. And, uh, Aaron, I love that little uh, deal you had on Campus Confidential a while ago about old Nick Saban patting himself on the back. I love that. So I like <laughs> listening to you guys, too. <laughs> well, Thanks I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. You bet. We uh, we like uh, we like listening uh, and have for many years. That's an interesting team the Bears have because Kansas last night. I mean, Jim, that thing starts out, and I'm thinking, I I, I jumped in there about there were about four minutes left in the first quarter, and I'm like, ooh, this doesn't look very good. It's like five to four, and then it's twelve to eight at the end of the quarter, and I'm thinking, I hope I hope we're not going to be watching this the rest of the game. Isn't that kind of wild? To, to score eight points in the first quarter, and then you finish the game with 77 points. 
That's pretty rare. Well, I, yeah. Well, I mean, that's uh, this year's version of the Baylor women's basketball team. They're either hot or they're cold. And last night, thankfully for Baylor, Kansas started out equally poor shooting the basketball. In fact, the first 13 shots of the game, there was only one made between the two teams. So it did start out ugly, but how about the way Baylor came back and started the second half after shooting so poor in the first half? They made their first seven shots of the second half, including their first three three-point buckets. So that certainly helped them get a little cushion there to to win in the final margin. But uh, something you probably didn't even realize, Matt, is last night when we got to the arena, the Jim Farrell Center was pitch black, cold, no heat. The power had gone out, and we didn't even know if we were going to have a game. The poor Kansas team comes walking in there and everything's dark and it's cold. So the team's kind of reflected the atmosphere uh, when they walked into the, to the gymnasium. But uh, this weather has created havoc. I, I really admired that Kansas team last night. They spent all that money to charter a big jet to come into Waco and get back home quickly. They had to fly all the way to Houston and then bus back to Waco to get to the game, and then they had to wait till 4 o'clock this afternoon to drive back to Houston and fly back to Lawrence. So this weather's created lots of problems. Man, I don't even understand all of that because it seems like Waco's been the one place that hasn't been that tough to land in and, and, and get out of with yeah, this they weather. they couldn't land in Austin, couldn't land at DFW, couldn't land anywhere they said closer than Houston. So anyway, Weird. back to who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, what about the um, what about the Bears right now in terms of – you got little Paige Bugs, who we've watched kind of watch her growth. Bella Fontleroy, they they have different games. The thing I'm really starting to like about Bugs, though, Jim, she'll pull up on you and hit about a 12 footer. You know, early on we recognized that Fontleroy obviously can extend her game maybe a little more than little Paige Bugs, but boy, Bugs is skilled. This is not. I mean, she could certainly rebound and 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 score near the near the rim. But both of them, there's some, man, there, there's some range to their game. And, and I, I tell you, I don't know if it'll be this season, but, but you got to, Jim, when you watch them, I'm sure you're like me, and you start thinking, man, I mean, if they're like this now, what are they going to be like next year? Because in the past, we're not used to Kim playing these freshmen. And out of necessity with Dre and Asia, I mean, these, these freshmen had to get thrown in there and and we're really seeing them grow up. Uh, where do you where do you kind of when you think of like where the ceiling is for these two? Where is it? Well, I'm telling you, they're two terrific freshmen to build around, and their skill sets are really really way mature beyond their years. Of course, Little Page Bugs came in highly recruited, one of the top 15 recruits in the nation, a McDonald's All American. But so a lot was really expected of her. And of course, Bonnell Roy was a top 40 national uh, recruit and she was the player of the year in Missouri so they were expected to be good but I'll tell you with little page bugs Matt she's just now really getting her confidence offensively and you saw last night where she'd pop up there to the free throw line and just square up and face up and drill that little jump shot and she wasn't doing that a month ago and to think that she's been the big 12 freshman of the week already four times this year and final Roy twice 
So I'd say that's setting up Baylor for a pretty nice future. And then you consider they've got the big six, seven Brazilian girl coming in next year. So uh, the way this transfer portal works and you start developing freshmen and recruits like that, I think it uh, looks very, very bright for the Baylor women's basketball program. Jim Haller joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You know, I think we're probably going to at some point, Jim, have to accept that Asia Blackwell, as much as we'd love to see her out there, sometimes she'll get a minute, sometimes she'll play a couple of minutes, that it just may not. I I don't know when it's going to happen this season. And I think that's tough for Nikki because she knows she could be a frontline type player. And I think it's good on Baylor for not trying to rush her through this, but you know, at some point, you kind of have to move on. And I, I don't know, uh, I, and Jim, you may be hearing more than I am about kind of where she is in this process, but it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like uh, I, this, this thought of maybe getting her back to a, a, a place where she can play 25, 30 minutes a game, it may just not happen this season. Well, Matt, I'm glad you brought that up because I think the the average fan does not understand how devastating that's really been to this year's team to not have her. Just think about this. There's 350 Division I women's basketball schools, and she was the number two rebounder in the nation last year at Missouri. That's how good she was. Average 15 points and like 15 rebounds a game. And then uh, uh, Dre Edwards from – uh, Kentucky, same thing. I mean, you put those two players, and of course, for two different reasons, they're not playing. But as if it had all gone as planned and those two had been out there, this team would really have been something. So I give the coaching staff a lot of credit for, for doing what they've done without those two in the lineup. But I'll tell you, uh, you I watched Asia last night. She came out before the game. We had a nice visit. She Mm -hmm. was shooting the ball fabulously. She was drilling shots out of the corner, and she was smiling as she always does. And I said, well, tell me, how how is it? And she said, believe it or not, it it just keeps feeling better every every day. But uh, we're not going to rush it again like we did. And she said, we're just playing it by the ear. So I'm sure the – the Baylor media will have some type of information on her situation as the season progresses. But uh, all I know is she was out there working on her own last night before the rest of the team came out to warm up. But uh, certainly yeah. that's that's been uh, disappointing that she hadn't seen the floor more than she has. I'll never forget we were doing that game against uh, SMU on ESPN+, and that's when she went down with that injury. And, of course, she's never been the same since. Yeah, some of these teams, like Oklahoma State, have great transfers, don't they? I mean, you can just tell they're all having big-time impacts. And wasn't that something to see Lee Mayberry's daughter on that Kansas team last (laughs) night? That was, (laughs) and she is really a good player. I had a chance to see her last year when she was at Tulsa. I did the TV game, I believe it was, when they played SMU, and I knew how good she was going to be coming into the season for Kansas. And, of course, she got 19 against Baylor in the first game up in Lawrence. But that was fun, her being the daughter of Lee Mayberry. And I had a chance to talk to her about that before the game last night. And he was really, really good at Arkansas and really good in the NBA. And she's really good in the Big 12. 
Yeah, well, you coached against Eddie, and then, of course, Nolan comes in there, and Arkansas just had another wave of unbelievable players. You remember that 40 minutes of hell is what they would put forward there. Now, Jim, what are you, what are you, what are you making right now of the, uh, of the men's team? The Baylor men, uh, this is kind of well, interesting. Let me, let me just stop you right there. Everybody, uh, look, they are really, really good. Uh-huh. But everybody else is, you know what I'm going to say, everybody else in the Big 12 is really, really good, too. So it's the team that plays the best on any given night is going to win. And uh, no better example than that than Texas Tech. Here they are, 8-0-8, come back and beat the number one team in the league last, uh, what was that, Saturday or Sunday. They go to, to Baton Rouge and beat LSU on the road. So that in itself says a lot about the league. Baylor is not shooting the ball well. Not near as well as Coach Drew and the staff would like to see them, so they've had to come up with some big, big stops. And unfortunately, like late in that game Monday night in Austin, Marcus Carr hit a big shot for Texas. If that one doesn't go down, Baylor may steal that game, even not playing as well as they could have in Austin. But uh, this Baylor team is still really, really Mm -hmm. good. And uh, Keontae George, we all talk about his talent, but Obviously, everybody would like to see him be just a little bit more consistent, but he has got a great skill set. And the other night at the the Kansas game in Waco, I had a chance to – there was 34 NBA scouts in attendance that night, and I had a chance to talk to old Doug Ash, who's the head scout for Detroit now. He used to be Dave Bliss's assistant at Baylor and SMU and Oklahoma and everywhere else. And uh, Doug was just marveling at – at Keontae George's skill level, that the it's it's probably hadn't even been tapped because he's so strong and big and can do so many things. But this team is good. It's just going to be fun to watch him for the rest of the year. And the big freshman, uh, he's got to continue to get a little bit stronger on the boards. But there's a lot of upside left with this ball club, and I think they're they're definitely going to be a contender when the NCAA tournament gets here. Yeah, I I would just say the defense has been a concern, and and you gotta, you, the, you know, that's one thing you that should always be there for you. I mean, it's an effort thing. Obviously, you're gonna have some teams that are better at it than others, but you've noticed Scott's had to kind of go back to that zone a little bit to try to find something to to make it tougher on teams. And that TCU team ran right past them. I mean, again, again, that was a great game. But TCU, I mean, that, that, that's a incredibly – when they're all there and Mike Miles is playing, that's one of the fastest teams in the country, if not the fastest. So I think, uh, Coach Haller, as you've known over the years, you got to – before you can really do anything, I think you got to get this defense playing at a higher level. And we all know – I mean, you know you know who would help that if John Wachachua does come back. And I, I don't know what to – I mean, we were just talking about Asia Blackwell. I <laughs> – I don't want to put too much pressure on the guy, but have you noticed every telecast, they're making a big deal, showing him dunking. Scott Drew makes it a point in his in his uh, media availabilities to bring that up. I mean, it, it almost seems like they're tele- trying to tell us something, that the young man may be close to coming back. Well, that would be an absolute miracle if he did. We've all heard, read, and talked so much about that severe nerve damage that he had plus the ACL tear 
but all I can tell you is I saw him working out in the weight room last night when I came into the arena, and he had a big old smile on his face. Now, what that means, nobody knows, but that would be a big help to uh, aid Baylor's men on the defensive side of the ball. Now, you, you think back when they won the national championship and you had guards like Davion Mitchell and Macy Teague and Butler out there, those three guys were all stoppers. And I was thinking Monday night, if Davion Mitchell had been on Marcus Carr and he hit that shot in the last minute to win that game for Texas, he had never gotten that shot if Davion Mitchell had been on him. But there's no mm. nobody else like that in the league either. So we're just going to have to live with what I'd like to say is normalcy. Davion Mitchell was the best on-ball defender I've ever seen on the perimeter. Wow. Don't let Mr. Quick hear that. I mean, my gosh. He... <laughs> Mr. Quick, he never met a shot he didn't like. <laughs> uh, one of my all-time favorites. I love old Michael Williams, who you're talking about, from Dallas mm-hmm. Carter. And he was good on defense, too, but he wasn't as good as Davion Mitchell. Have you noticed the – and we always had great players coming out of Dallas, but even in recent years, it's it's actually been ramped up. I, I, I kind of feel like the Metroplex now may have the greatest nucleus of talent as anywhere in the country. And we used to point to other areas, and I know some of the kids like uh, uh, Keontae end up at IMG. Some of these guys, Jacoby Walters coming in here, he went to Link Academy. But they're from McKinney. They're from Louisville. They're from, all, they're from the Metroplex. Jim, isn't that amazing how the Dallas-Fort Worth area has just become like the biggest hotbed in the country for uh, for for men's basketball. Well, there's no doubt about that, and I, I tell you, I'm I consider myself one of the luckiest people in the world for because for 20 years in a row, I've had the assignment of working the Texas high school state championships, and I've seen every one of those players you're talking about. I saw Jacoby Walter last year in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio playing Duncanville for the state championship, and to see the talent. Uh, the, the the black kid uh, the other night for Arkansas played against uh, Jacoby Walter in, in that state championship game. And of course, they have Ron Holland, who's one of the top two or three prospects in the nation from that Duncanville team back this year. But you can go on and on and on. How about Cason Wallace, the starting guard for Kentucky this year, was from playing Richardson. at Richardson Heist last year. I mean, you're right. The talent up there in that Dallas Metroplex is just unbelievable, both on the men and women's side. And a lot of credit for that goes to the the great coaches they've got up there in that area. They're really good at developing talent. Yeah, guy you used to play against uh, is coaching over at Highland Park, Dave Peeler, the man who used to – I think that might have predated three-pointers, the actual three-point strike. A lot of these guys, hey, hey, talk about three-pointers. You know, when Terry Teagle left Baylor, he was the all-time leading scorer in the Southwest Conference. If we had had the three-point shot, his record would have never been broken. But anyway, Peeler was a good one, too, and he does a great job there at Highland Park. And uh, it's just – I can't tell you how much I look forward to that state tournament every year. I've been doing that – those games with Craig Way, who does the UT games for years and years, and we both get excited. I, you know, that Jacoby Walter, who's coming to Baylor next year, that played at McKinney, a five-star mm-hmm. recruit, six-six guard. He is as good as advertised. He is really, yeah. really good and a really nice young man. 
Well, in the 2024 class, uh, keep in mind Trey Johnson, number one in the country, according to some, uh, as a guard. He's a shooting guard. He's unbelievable, and Baylor wants him like crazy. I haven't had a chance to see him play in person. Don't you live out there near Lake Highlands or something? Yeah, I get to see him play a lot, and he's unbelievable. I've been watching him play since he was a freshman. And yeah, isn't he, just he keeps... about six five, six six? Yeah, and and he went toe to toe with Kason Wallace, who you were just talking about. Oh and, yeah, uh, and he's he's an unbelievable shooter, teammate, likes to pass the ball, but from an athleticism standpoint, he can dunk on anybody. And uh, it's it's been a lot of fun to watch him. And boy, Baylor, I'm telling you, every bit Jacoby, uh, Keontae, they want Trey just as bad as any of those guys that they've gone after in the past. So. And he'll be a McDonald's All-American type. So, uh, And it, it's interesting because Texas was in the mix for him as well. But you just don't know what this Chris Beard situation has done with some of the recruiting that uh, Texas has done. Jim, that was, and the guy you were talking about earlier, Anthony Black, the son of Terry Black, uh, who used to play at Baylor, who obviously could jump out of the gym. And Anthony Black now playing for Arkansas, another uh, Dallas area kid, which is just amazing. Jim, it's always fun. I really appreciate you doing this. Oh, you bet, Matt, Aaron, both of you stay warm and thanks for having me on. Enjoyed the visit. Bye-bye. You bet. There he goes. One of the top tennis players in his age bracket, which of course is a very young age bracket there in, uh, the greater Waco area. It is Jim Howler joining the Matt Mosley show with Aaron Sexton here on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, it seemed like Coach Haller liked one of your lines from earlier. All right, I always love that. hearing that, especially from yeah. Coach Haller. Yeah, he has Haller. one of the best what? sense of humors, best sense of humor of anyone I know. So if he liked my joke, it was a good joke. <laughs> I mean, would you are you are you putting Jim in front of me, Aaron? Is that what I'm hearing? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> I don't want to put you in a tough spot. But uh, that is good. I'm glad he recognized your line about Nick Saban hurting his shoulder patting himself on the back for passing up some NIL money. Uh, Great to visit with Coach Haller. He and John Morris, that's the whole reason I subscribe to ESPN+. Plus. Not really for any other reason. I get to hear those two guys a lot, and uh, that's that's, uh, a good enough reason for me. All right, Matt Mosley, show ESPN Central Texas. Next, I'm going to give you some of the grades for the 2023. They're now officially in the books. The 2023 grades for University of Texas, Texas A&M, Baylor, Texas Tech, Houston. We'll give you, we'll give you uh, all of that next. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women on the road in Big 12 play this Saturday, headed to Ames to take on Iowa State. 4.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 5 p.m. tip-off Saturday for Baylor-Iowa State women's basketball. Join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast is brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac Waco. Owned and operated by proud Central Texans. To learn more about the dealership, visit richardcar.com. Cold and rainy the rest of the afternoon and evening. Tonight, cloudy, more rain, and we'll see an overnight low of around 32. Currently, 
raining, and 37 at ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our Baylor Coaches Show back live from Rudy's tonight. We'll give you details. Plus, women's basketball protects their home court with a win over Kansas. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Kick off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Start your year off with the deal of all deals. Get up to $2,500 in total values and 1.9% for 72 months on the new 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with second and third row seating options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Deals are available across our entire inventory. Remember, if you don't see what you want, we can build your custom dream vehicle today. The Start Something New sales event is happening now at Alan Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, and here on ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. That is tonight for our Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's. Come join us beginning at 6 p.m. and hear from Baylor women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. That's tonight, 6 to 7 p.m. from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women coming off a 77-73 win last night in the Farrell Center over Kansas. Baylor led by Sarah Andrews, who had 23 points, 8 assists on the night. One of four players in double-figure scoring. The win gets Baylor to 15-6 and six on the season. Now 6-3 and three in Big 12 conference play. Just a game out of first place at the midpoint of the conference schedule. Here is Baylor women's coach, Nikki Collin. Oh, wow. I mean, we, we were a little bit on the struggle bus offensively in the first quarter. It's kind of uh, the tail, you know, from then on to have 22, 23, and 24 in the, the second, third, and fourth offensively. It was just, hey, you guys, we don't want to trade baskets with them. You know, we want to put our foot down. We started to extend, um, and then we were falling, and they were getting in transition, and, and a lot of their baskets were coming in transition late off our turnovers. You know, and, and we had taken pretty good care of the ball all night, and all of a sudden we got turnover um, happy there in a stretch. And, and, you know, other than the two missed free throws, like we, we missed some execution stuff defensively down the stretch. And when I looked down at the box and recognized that Jackson only had 12, it was like really hard to believe because it just felt like it was like a mountain with a bunch of hills trying to guard, you know, there for a while. So, uh, you know, we made some defensive mistakes that we don't usually make. Um, but I thought offensively we moved the ball and, and we, we executed pretty well out of timeouts. Again, those late timeouts that I used and we were able to get layup, a layup coming out, to, you know, make, take it from four to six and keep that little cushion, made it a little more comfortable. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women with the win over Kansas last night, 77-73 the final. Next up, a trip to Ames to play 12th ranked Iowa State this Saturday at five. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Talk to you tonight from Rudy's and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Run, don't walk to the Baylor Line Foundation's annual membership drive. Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of the Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Line Foundation member today at BaylorLineFoundation.com. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor women get the win in the Farrell Center over Kansas last night, 77-73. The Baylor women will be at Iowa State on Saturday. Dallas Mavericks back on the floor tonight at the AAC, hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. Tip is at 7.30. UMHB men's and women's basketball in action tonight at Sol Ross. Women tip at 5.30, men tip at 7.30. According to head coach Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be back with the 49ers next season. Jerry Jones says Cowboys and 49ers are the same. When you look back and say, well, San Francisco and Cowboys haven't been to a Super Bowl in 25 years, okay? And haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. I understand that. San Francisco in the same boat. Bayer Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's with J-Mo, starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, rolling along on a Thursday afternoon. And, Aaron, we need to do a Schmaltz's trivia question today. And always kind of like to think these things over a little bit and uh, try to come up with something. And, you know, talking to Coach Howler always brings certain things to mind things that happened uh, in the Howler era at Baylor. And he recruited a couple of unbelievable players who ended up finishing their career for Gene Iba. And there was a twosome. Uh, There was a uh, guard and there was a forward. There was a big man. And both of them were drafted into the NBA out of Baylor. And they, they were recruited by none other than Jim Howler. And they, in fact, uh, would go on to lead the Bears to an NCAA tournament um, NCAA tournament appearance. Okay, so on that NCAA tournament appearance, which I believe happened in 19... <clears throat> I have to think about this one. 87. Here's what I want to know. And you get two free sandwiches from Schmaltz's if you get this one. I want to know the two players that Coach Howler recruited but finished their careers for IBA, and then who Baylor played in the first round of the NCAA tournament when those two led the Bears to the NCAA tournament. And it had been quite a while since the Bears had been. So it was a big it was a big deal to go in that it would have been probably like the 86-87 season. So give me the two players and then tell me who they played in the first round of the NCAA tournament. The first person to respond gets two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's. Here's the number, 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. And then um, we will go, uh, we'll get those sandwiches out to you, and I'll announce it during the dismount, our winner. Okay, I'm sure we have some people that are starting to come in as we speak. Two-star players from the team, and in fact, on that team, I almost think they went back-to-back years of playing. They, they, they had a great runs in the SWC tournament, and they didn't win it, but they played for the title a couple of times. In fact, I recall them running into A&M one year. A&M got hot. They'd had a bad year, but then they got hot in the tournament, 
and they won. That was around 87. And then one of those years, the SMU Mustangs won it, and that would have been around 87 or 88. And uh, both those years, the Bears advanced all the way to the SWC title game. And that would have been right after uh, Coach Haller was uh, coaching the Bears. He had a really nice run, and then his uh, career ended way too soon. But he went on to a very very successful career in the banking business and has done a lot of media over the years. All right, Aaron, this is something I wanted to talk about, and I, I find it to be pretty interesting. And it's looking at the classes. Um that in Texas, the recruiting classes that were finalized yesterday. And now one of these things that interested me was like based on the five-year averages of kind of what they've done, uh, it's five-year, a five-year recruiting average rank of where they usually end up ranking. And so that's kind of what this was measured against. And number one in the state of Texas, Aaron – was, and this is Mike Craven put this together from Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Mike's a good guy. In fact, he lives in the Austin area and uh, was struggling with some of the issues that have gone on up there weather-wise today when I talked to him. The Longhorns 2023 official rankings, third in the country. Their five-year recruiting average rank, 6.8. Pretty good. Pretty good. Even through... To a couple of different coaches, they've certainly recruited well and come in there right around seventh in the country over that five-year period. The 2023 class, though, third in the country. Aaron, the grade given by Mike Craven to those Texas Longhorns, an A+. plus, An A-plus for 2023. It says the Longhorns hit home runs on the recruiting trail after ending the 2022 season 8-4. and four. Texas signed a class that is nearly four spots higher than its five-year average, which is insanely impressive considering the program signs top ten programs regularly. Crown jewels, of course, are five-star quarterback Arch Manning, five-star linebacker Anthony Hill, Steve Sarkeesian inked eight players in the national top 100. All right, next was the Texas A&M Aggies, the Texas Fighting Aggies. 2023 ranked 15th in the country. Their five-year average is the same as Texas, 6.8. Very interesting. Over five years, they got the exact same ranking. Based on where they've been the last five years, Craven gave the Aggies a C-plus for what they did this year. Now, a lot of the guys from 2022, which is the best in the country, are gone, we know. Texas A&M signed a top two class in the state of Texas and landed signatures from running back Reuben Owens and interior offensive lineman Chase Besantis. Aggies will will, uh, be fine talent-wise, and a top 15 class is nothing to be embarrassed about, but it was 14 spots lower than they finished last year. Next, in third place in the state, TCU Horn Frogs. 2023 ranked uh, 19th. Over the past five years, their their average ranking is 34.6. So, man, um, they're they're getting Sonny's come in and of course has cashed in 
on a great season, and the grade they're getting is an A minus. And that's pretty good. I mean, for TCU to have a top 20 recruiting class is kind of unheard of. And wide receiver Cordell Russell is among the nine four stars that signed with TCU. Okay, top three teams in Texas Texas, then Texas A&M, then TCU. Fourth is the Texas Tech Red Raiders. 2023 rank, and it was higher than this at one point because Joey and, and the gang, they started putting this to bed really early, but they finished 26th. Their five-year recruiting average rank is 50th in the country. So almost 25 spots better than usual. And that's why Mike Craven from Dave Campbell's Texas Football gave them an A. And I'm looking to see kind of where they, 22 of the 26 signees played high school football in the state of Texas. Now, you would expect that. Joey's a former high school coach in Texas, won three state titles, and obviously he's going to make his bones, he's going to make hay in the state of Texas. So good for... uh, Good for him. And then uh, Baylor finishes fourth in the state. Their 2023 rank, of course, this fell because of Novosad, but 34th best in the country. Their five-year recruiting average rank, 39.4. And, and of course, two years ago, they win 12 games and finish fifth in the country. So I don't think we should panic about them only finishing 34th in the country. And, of course, one player – uh, and by the way, York, uh, there are a couple of players. Um, I think, did York end up going to A&M from, or is it LSU? The Temple kid, Aaron, do you remember the linebacker? Uh, he he yeah, flipped. A&M. Okay, thought he, I thought it was one of them. He, he ends up going to A&M. So they lost a couple of really nice players. They lost one player to LSU as well. And, that's, and uh, so we'll see. They gave Baylor a B- minus in recruiting. And... You know, obviously one player hurt them. It says the class lacks headliners with the top-rated commit sitting 453rd nationally. Top-ranked commit. Aaron, who would that be? I'm trying to think in this class. Because they ended up with a, a lot of players I like. But I'm trying to think. It might have been the offensive lineman. I was trying to think. The I think so. I, and and yeah. and uh, the linebacker signed yesterday is a lot higher ranked than that. But oh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm trying to think of who he's talking about. I'm not saying he's incorrect. Kelly. He is. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Gives the Bears a B minus, and you might say, well, who's fifth in the conference? Who does that leave? Well, that would be the Houston Cougars, and this is pretty impressive. Honestly, they got a B plus from Craven from da- uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. The Cougars. And I don't know if this includes the the latest news, which uh, as as we thought was going to happen, Mikel Harrison Pilot ends up there, the wide receiver at a Temple. He's a four star, and that obviously helps their recruiting class quite a bit. The um, Houston's recruiting class ranks ranked seventy second or lower in the three years prior to the two thousand twenty two cycle, Aaron. But once the news of the Big 12 came out, it made a big impact. The last two rankings for the University of Houston in the state, 55th and 56th. All three of the four-star signees play offense for the Cougars. And again, Mikel Harrison-Pilot being one of those. The five-year recruiting average rank 
was 68.2. Well, look, you just do the math. They did 12 spots higher than that this year, and that puts them with a B plus. Now, I, I will say for other people, they're like, what about my team? What about, you know, this team or what? The, UNT had a late coaching firing and hiring. And Eric Morris did a nice job. And there have been such a, because of the portal and because of people getting the extra COVID year, there had been a backup and there were a crowded bunch of 2000, talented 2023 players that didn't exactly know uh, where they were going to go. UNT jumped into that bunch and did a really nice job. So Eric Morris, the new coach at UNT, they finished really well. I told you earlier today, now, of course, this is Dave Campbell's Texas football, so it doesn't have Oklahoma and Oklahoma State's rankings. I would say Oklahoma State has had a lot of bad news transferred out. I did try to provide some good news for you Pokes fans that Jalen Pope, the wide receiver out of Alito, is a tremendous young player. And... And um, and he was going to go to Air Force and play, which I thought was kind of interesting. I mean, he's that kind of quality kid. But obviously, he's a great wide receiver. He put up huge numbers for the state champion, Alito Bearcats, at 5A. I didn't know why he was going to Air Force. Because the, the truth of the matter is, Air Force doesn't throw the football that much. Although, Aaron, they threw it pretty well against Baylor, didn't they, in that bowl game? actually did throw it kind of kind of well but most times they don't throw the ball a lot so great young high school wide receivers in texas aren't flocking to go to air force well i don't know exactly how this works because usually you're kind of locked into where you you commit but for whatever reason maybe he didn't finalize his deal with air force and he is going to go play for oklahoma state so not sure on oklahoma state and oklahoma exactly how to grade them but uh it is uh, this Baylor class is very interesting to me because I think they got a lot of guys they like, and the good news I'll just tell you this: most people at Baylor, I mean, and there's some people that of course took the Novosad thing harder than others. I, I think a lot of people have kind of moved on and think it might end up being a blessing in disguise. That's easy to say when you lose a player, but with with you know pivoting and getting Sawyer Robertson. And having this guy we've been talking about, Walker, Aaron, what's our man's name? Walker White. Uh, he's committing tomorrow, making his decision for 2024. Um, I, there's there's interest. TCU has great interest in a young man out of Alito named Hoss Haney. I think Baylor has interest in him as well. Uh, I, I just think he's already committed to Duke, but he's a great young prospect, and he broke out halfway through this season. So in some respects, he's a little bit of a late bloomer, but I do think he's someone that uh, that Baylor has some interest in. Aaron, do you like it when I kind of get uh, dig in on recruiting a little bit? I mean, that's not – I've never tried to pretend that recruiting is my forte, but, you know, I think our people appreciate some good recruiting talk. So we'll continue to follow this, and Aaron, at 2 o'clock tomorrow on 24-7, we'll find a way to kind of monitor the uh, – the announcement of the young man from Little Rock Academy who could be choosing, he'll be choosing between the Bears, Clemson, and Auburn. And as Matt Lively pointed out, Auburn 
seemed to be that was the uniform that was in the middle, and he was wondering if we should read anything into that. I'm refusing to. I'm going to keep my options open. And by the way, if they take him, that does not preclude them. I think one lesson Baylor may have learned is putting all your eggs in one quarterback can can maybe not always be the right way to go. So I, I don't, I'm not so sure they might not uh, they might take two quarterbacks in 2024. We shall see. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. The dismount is next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. Run, don't walk to the Baylor Line Foundation's annual membership drive. Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of the Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Lion Foundation member today at BaylorLionFoundation.com. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili can queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. The President's Day sales event is happening now at Allen Samuels in Waco. Shop the great selection of new cars, trucks, and SUVs and get amazing deals on new Ram trucks, Jeep SUVs, Chrysler sedans, and minivans, or a sporty Dodge. Get more for less, guaranteed, more value, more selection, more service, and more trade-in allowance. And, of course, if we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can help you build the custom car, truck, SUV, or van of your dreams and order it today. It's the President's Day sales event happening right now at Allen Samuels in Waco. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor women get the win in the Farrell Center over Kansas last night, 77-73. The Baylor women will be at Iowa State on Saturday. Dallas Mavericks back on the floor tonight at the AAC, hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. Tip is at 7.30. UMHB men's and women's basketball in action tonight at Sol Ross. Women tip at 5.30, men tip at 7.30. According to head coach Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be back with the 49ers next season. Jerry Jones says Cowboys and 49ers are the same. When you look back and say, well, San Francisco and Cowboys haven't been to a Super Bowl in 25 years, okay? And haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. Mm-hmm. I understand that. San Francisco can say both. Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's with J-Mo, starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. We had our Schmaltz's trivia question, and the question was, uh, which two players did Coach Howler recruit that ended up being stars at Baylor and getting drafted in the NBA? And then who did Baylor play in that uh, NCAA tournament circa 1987, 86-87 season? And um, the answer, Aaron, was uh, Daryl Middleton and Michael, Mr. Quick Williams, and they played Memphis in the uh, first round of that tournament. Aaron, who uh, who is our lucky winner? Eric Van Hall. All right, Eric Van Hall. You listen, you win. You win two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's. And um, we'll tell you exactly how to come claim your prize. And then the station actually is not very far from uh, one of the locations right off Valley Mills. All right, tomorrow, big show planned for a Friday as we end the thing in style. We'll get you ready for all the basketball games coming up. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun, and we look forward to it. Everybody stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody has never check a Big 12 hoops on today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. One game of the Big 12 slate last night, Oklahoma State wins Bedlam over Oklahoma in Norman, 71-61 the final score. Now a full slate of games coming up on Saturday. Today we'll hear from Fran Frischilla, who has really made his mark on Big Monday ESPN television broadcast. We'll hear from him straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928. If you like the Baylor gear John's wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore or 24-7 online at BaylorShop.com. 
You could get her chocolates, you could get her flowers, or you could get her jewelry. At D'Amore Fine Jewelers, you can get her all three. February 1st through February 14th, receive free designer chocolates and free red roses with all fine jewelry purchases, $99 or more. Free roses and free chocolates for your Valentine only at D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Now for an inside look at Big 12 Conference Basketball. Here again is John Morris with today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. And welcome back. Baylor basketball coming off back-to-back Big Monday appearances on ESPN this past Monday in Austin against the University of Texas. Fran Fraschilla did the game alongside John Shambi and Chris Budden. We took the opportunity to visit with Fran, and he relayed a story about winning over some Kansas fans. I heard about your conversation with the KU fans who were nice enough to call you after a game. You know, that was funny. Uh, I did get it. I was driving back from uh, Manhattan to Kansas City, and I got a crank call. They use some language that I can't use uh, Thank you. on the radio. And I, uh, I called them back. Yeah. And they hung up the first time. Second time they picked up. I had a delightful chat with uh, some Kansas students. They promised me that the next time I came to Lawrence, they would buy me beer, <laughs> even though I don't drink. But um, listen, we're in the playground of life. Yeah. Uh, you know me. I, I love the game. I love the players, the coaches, the atmospheres. I love KU fans. Um, it's, it's a historic place. And uh, maybe I won a few KU students over. And uh, I did this a few years ago. I kind of felt like I didn't want people to think because KU's on our air so much sure. that I was the voice of KU. And I, I've often said to people, if you fire that bum Greg Gurley, I'll come, my friend Greg Gurley, actually, I'll come up and uh, be the hometown broadcaster, Whoa, you know? Nice. Yeah. But as long as I'm working for ESPN, i got to be neutral. Yeah. And uh, I have friends all over this league, as yeah. you know well. And it's fun to be a part of uh, the best league in the country. You are neutral. Fans just kind of hear what they want to hear sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, when your team's losing, the officials stink and the announcers are worse. Yeah, That's ESPN color analyst Fran Fraschilla. And that's today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Keep up with Big 12 hoops on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animal in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. 
Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this state. The hardest part of being a CASA volunteer isn't supporting and guiding a child through foster care. The hardest part is deciding to make a difference. Visit becomeacasa.org. Every child has a chance. It's you. Brought to you by Texas Casa. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program to bring you live play-by-play coverage on ESPN Central Texas. The following is a Learfield presentation of the Baylor Sports Network. the Big 12 Conference champions. From Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, you're tuned to the Baylor Coaches Show. The Coaches Show is also brought to you by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco. Online at alansamuelsdjc.com. Now, let's join your host, the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi and welcome from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco. Welcome into the Baylor Coaches Show tonight. Very nice to be inside. Still a little bit uh, nasty outside. But, man, what a great crowd here tonight. And, folks, join me in welcoming Baylor women's basketball coach Nikki Collin. Welcome, Coach. Thank you. Thanks for being here. here. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Where else would you want to be? No. And, like I said, I'm glad we're indoors tonight.